What's up, everybody? Happy Easter. Uh, my bad. I got cut off um, from from my service for a second. Um, but back to what I was saying, yeah. Um, talking about Anthony Davis. Was getting into that just a little bit. Um, this is. I'm actually doing this pretty late in the season. I just wanted to just get a little, you know, just a few thoughts of mine out since, um, since this is basically, I mean, my first season review. You know, obviously I reviewed tonight just a little bit briefly. But, yeah, I just wanted to just express some of my feelings. But we are, um, yeah, we're in good shape. I like, I love how we look. Um, but if you, if you're Danny Ainge, I'm sorry that Al Horford. Uh, I love Al. I like, I like Al. I don't love Al. I don't love no big man who is 6'10, shoots about seven threes a game and makes 125 million, but he can't grab. 11 or 12 rebounds every night and put up about 15, 16 points. But that that that's not my business. That's not my lane. That's not what I do. I mean, maybe. Never mind. Danny's not going to like if I say that. But yeah, Danny, call me up, man. We could build a dynasty. I'll have you greater than Red Auerbach, buddy. But yeah, I mean, you have to give up Rosier this offseason. I know everyone would hate to do it. But he's he's leaving next year. He's out. He's out. I can guarantee it. He's out. He's not going to just sit behind Kyrie for the rest of his career and just hope. He's not going to play Garoppolo. He's not going to do what Garoppolo did. Well, no. Hopefully, he does do what Garoppolo did. Get up out of there. But hopefully, we do better than Bill and, and my man Rob. Uh, than they did over there again, back and forth round pick. I hope that we could land Anthony Davis in the trade and get rid of Al Horford and trade Jalen Brown. Something else that be, that would be pretty interesting is if that lineup did happen. Let's say you got to keep Baines and you know you got to resign Smart this offseason. I'm just thinking also resign Monroe. But I mean, you're starting five. It'd be Kyrie at the one. Something very interesting. Jason Tatum at the two. He played very well, and most of his points over this last road trip was scored in games when he was um, playing the two while Jalen was out, and they had Morris playing the three. But I'll put him at the two. Man, that would be a pretty tall dude at the two. Six, eight. Scoring machine. You know, he's he'd have height like a T Mac. You know, T Mac he was a six foot nine scorer. Six foot nine shooting guard. And a lot of well, I know Kobe personally. I've I've heard him say that that's the the toughest player that he's won against, you know, as far as being challenged offensively and defensively. But, you know, I feel like Tatum would flourish at the at the eight. I mean, at the two position. You know, have Haywood at the three. Have Anthony Davis at the four. You could keep him very healthy. 
and happy because, you know, he's, he's never liked to bang down low and be a five. That's why the Pelicans went out and got Miracic so that AD could move down to the, no, that way he could stay at the floor, excuse me, while DeMarcus Cousins was out and keep Miracic at the three and beef up their team so that they could continue to to play pretty big. You understand? But we'll keep him happy over here at the four and let Baines stay at the five. Baines is very valuable to our team. Even the Monroe factor, I feel like our center position is very deep as far as from a performance. You know, like, you know, nobody's really, nobody, nobody's great by any means at the center position on the Celtics. You know, talking about Greg Monroe, Aaron Baines, a healthy Daniel Tice. They both do different things. They all do different things very well. I mean, I understand Tice was lost to injury this season, but Tice, um, I mean, he, he, he's great in a pick and roll. You could dump one down to him, have him finish strong in the paint, grab good rebounds. You could you go over the top off of a pick and roll for alley-oop to him, and even a little pick and pop situation where if he's open, he could, he could knock one down if he's feeling it that night, one or two. He can run the floor. He's real aggressive, springy. Um, I mean, Aaron Baines, defensively, and the big body that he, you know, that he has, he could he he plays very good defense against the best centers in this league, and even the more physical centers in this NBA today. All of them have problems with Baines. But a great signing for us and very underrated. And it's paid big, 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 big dividends. And it's been Greg Monroe. Greg Monroe has, you know, I I, I, I was just telling my Uncle Ray tonight while we, was, um, while we were talking about basketball for a little bit about um, basically... So I, I don't really care to see big men, big men out there being 6'10", 6'11", 7, over 7 feet, out there shooting that many threes. Because the age, the ages where I fell in love with basketball, you had Tim Duncan being able to put his back to the basket. Shaquille O'Neal, even though he was more power than finesse. And... Um, even a Kevin Garnett and a Dirk Nowinski. I mean, give or take, all those guys, they have nice mid-ranges. They, mid, mid, uh, mid-range jump shots, excuse me. But they they could put their back to the basket. A lot of these guys don't have back to the basket game. That's why the game, I feel, has got away from the post, got away from the paint. He just, you know... I mean, if you don't have... That, that's why the game is just so stretched out now. Guys can't put you on the baseline like like how Kevin Garnett used to do. I fell in love with Kevin Garnett when he came over here from Minnesota to Boston. 
He had the nice jump hook in the middle. He fade away. He had a little nice mid-range. Kevin Garnett, his offensive game was smooth. He was one of the top scorers before he became a number two option. I mean, no, actually a number three option behind Paul Pierce and Ray Allen in, in their years over here. Actually, while while I'm on it now, um, I'd like to congratu- congratulate Ray Allen and his inductee into the Hall of Fame. It's a very good question. You think Ray Allen would leave? Do you, do you think that he'd get his jersey retired here? I know that the fans, I know that they hate him because of what he did, but uh, I don't know. It's some, it's some thought. I know KG is going to eventually end up there. We're at number five. They're going to retire in the Raptors. Um, but, yeah. Um, Ray Allen, as well as Jason Kidd, my favorite point guard of all time. Grant Hill, who I learned was a monster in his early days pre-injury. Um, and, of course, the two-time MVP, the skateboarder, the Canadian soccer, fo- no, football, football. Is that what they call soccer in Canada? I don't know, but he's very talented, but good class. Even Mo Cheeks. Mo Cheeks. Not my generation, so I can't really say much about him. But I know what he did for Philadelphia. 76ers. Back in the day. I just can't sit over here and fake it about him. You have you guys call me stupid thing. I'm I'm uneducated about the sport. I love this. But, Where were we? It doesn't matter. We're not gonna go back. We're just gonna keep, keep it, keep it moving forward. Keep it moving forward. Man, it's happy about the direction of the Celtics right now. Very impressed. I mean, Boston to a point is on fire. You got the Red Sox coming in off the best record in spring training. Alex Cora. He made note of that in the interview before the day before spring training ended. When they asked him, how was your spring? And Alice Cora simply responded, besides having the best record in baseball, because they finished 22-9. and nine. I didn't even know that there were that many, that there were that many spring training games during spring training. That's a lot of games. Well, I mean, these guys, they do go out there and play 182. Yeah, 182 games. Incredible. But even though the Patriots are fresh off of a loss, but we're holding hope around here for Tom Brady and Bill Belichick and Robert Kraft. We feel like they're going to get us together one more time. We should be right back in it next year. I like a few of the moves that we made this offseason. And the Celtics, they they look good. I I personally, I don't want to keep knocking the Celtics in the head, but 
I mean, I, I will just because I, I love basketball and I, and I love that team. But and, but if you don't like it, I don't know what to tell you because this is my station. I'm going to say what I want. You could go against it. We could argue all day. You can follow me on Twitter. Mace, M-A-S-E underscore J-R. You can follow me on Twitter. And we can debate anything that you want to over here. But, yeah, you in the Celtics. I think that we can make a run at the, at the NBA Finals. Serious run. I don't... You know, there there are several there are several teams. It's gonna be very, very hard the first and second round. Actually the first round for us is gonna be very difficult, but then I feel like that like our young guys. We're gonna ease in. But the switch is gonna come on. That's just what this team, what they've done all year. It's been very resilient. I definitely feel like we can make a run. I just look at how we play against the West Coast teams, the top talented teams, such as Minnesota. We beat them two times. Golden State, we beat them in the beginning of the year over here when they were fully healthy. And then we beat Houston here. Two great comebacks I just named. And as well as OKC, we beat them twice on the road in here this last game where Jason Tatum actually just gave Paul George who's another rookie of the year candidate I mean defensive player of the year candidate in our league today he gave him 20, 26 points that's great for a rookie and any rookie going up against one of the best players who's very experienced who's went head to head with LeBron James and kept up with him now to give this kid Jason Tatum high hopes about what his ceiling really is. But I I think that we can make a serious run at the finals. These teams, they don't blow us out. And and a lot of that is due to Brad. Brad Stevens, he gets silent credit. You know, you don't really hear too much about these coaches because they're so focused on the players. But Brad Stevens... Telling you guys pretty soon he's gonna need his own his own little tab on the Sports Center, the ESPN bottom line. Shout out to ESPN. Hope that y'all listening. One day hopefully y'all will be. Um, yeah. He he's gonna be a great coach. Hopefully he could get these guys and get these guys to play how I mean they are playing how we want them to play and they play very well but the situations I understand that Brad Stevens he doesn't run a lot of isolation basketball in his system basically at all unless it's for Kyrie but since he's been letting you know Tatum and Brown isolate more there's there's times when 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 you simply need that on the court I've been seeing small guys defending Jason Tatum all year and I seen him capitalize off of Kyle Lowry a few times tonight when he was when Tatum was playing the one. Tonight was his first night running the one. I don't know if it was noticed, but I I by by y'all, but I definitely noticed it. 
Had, he was bringing the ball up, performing very well. Very well. And it's going to be real interesting next year when Hayward comes back just off the simple fact that, you know, I feel like Tatum was going to take his game to a whole new level in, um, in the playoffs. Especially if we have to go in with Kyrie out. Nah, our best bet at getting get to the next round is definitely going to be with Tatum as the number one option. And there's no way around it. Sometimes you have to let the kid isolate, let him get going. You have to utilize him like a Durant would. You know, like like you would um, use a Kevin Durant or a young Carmelo Anthony when he was in Denver. George Carl knew to get him the ball. You have to get your star players going. But, you know, things are all things take time. I just hope that someone doesn't come through and get it handed to him. Oh, man. That will be awful. Take our young guys' confidence. But I don't think it's going to happen. I think we're going straight to the finals and nobody can beat us. Love LeBron. To me, the greatest basketball player ever. He's the best at basketball that we've ever seen, in my opinion. Um, They're just not consistent enough up there in Cleveland. Their defense isn't consistent. They can't knock down shots. LeBron has to go out there and put up 40 and damn near close to a triple-double in order for these guys to stay within, to be within five points at the end of a game. They barely win. Um, Washington, who knows? I, I feel like John Wall is overrated. I feel like he is. Bradley Bill, I really respect his game, but... John Wall's going to have to come back and and he has to basically just ease his way in. He has to to play how they play. He can't come in and try to do his John Wall thing. Yeah, he's a great player, but your your team's playing better without you. And that's no knock on you, but it's just the facts. It's just the facts. Um, And John Wall and Bradley Bill, they just don't have the ability to just bring it every night. On the same night. On the same night. They need to do that. Who else is at the top? Oh, Philadelphia. Oh, man, Philly. Yo, I'm just saying. (laughs) This man's well and be... This trust the process thing is really ringing real close to me. Just off the simple, um, you know, I, it's just because I'm noticing the process. It's, it's very interesting. Somehow, some way, your two number one picks collide with each other and knock each other out, and Embiid has to get face surgery. Like is like could the process be more a little bit more challenging? Cause as of now, it's it's coming pretty straight. I, at least to me, it is because I'm really paying attention. 
they're gonna get faults so incorporated into our into Philadelphia's offense while Joel Embiid is out. It's gonna be sick. It's gonna be absolutely sick. And if they really wanted to, they could simply move Fultz to the one. I'll give you two options of what they could do. I'll give you two options of what they could do. I could start with the more simpler way. We, you know, sort of keep things the same. You know, you start your regular starting five. Simmons at the one, Reddick at the two, Covington at the three, Dyer at the four. At the five, I believe that they started Amir Johnson. I mean, and have Fultz be your sixth man, or you you step in and you play small and you play small ball kind of to a point, and you play Fultz at the one. Oh, I'll still get, I'll give you another option. You play Fultz at the one. Reddick at the two, Covington at the three, Simmons at the four, and Dario at the five. I mean, you're not going to have no scoring off the bench, so, I mean, probably, you know, or 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 you can start Simmons at the one. Regardless, he's going to be running um, point a lot throughout the game, but you put Simmons at the one, that 6-10 matchup is going to be killer for point guards for years to come. Falls at the two. Very crafty. That's crafty thinking right there. Covington. Number three. Well, at the three. Dario at the four. And me at the five. And bring JJ off the bench as your shooter. Yeah. But that matchup is going to be very scary for years to come. And I'm pretty sure that by the time that Embiid gets back, Fultz will be averaging about 16, 17 points a game, which will be great because then this draft class will be pretty much complete with the talent that we've seen. I feel like this is the best talent that's come out of the draft since 2003. I really do. Let's look around the league at these young stars coming up. You know, you you talk about a Jason Tatum. You talk about Alonzo Ball. I'm not naming these players in order. I mean, Tatum is my number one, but anything after that just doesn't matter. It's just like rap to me. Anything, you know, I have a top five, and I always go Jay-Z, Biggie, Lil Wayne in that order. After that, it just doesn't matter, but because Jason Tatum, it just doesn't matter. He's number one. As far as rookies go, you have Lonzo Ball. Again, I'm sorry I'm going back, but that's how I just make my point clear how how I get my point across, just to let you know how serious I am. And then you have a Donovan Mitchell. And a Mar- Luke Markinen. I hope that's his name. From Chicago, you have Kuzma, you have Dennis Smith Jr., and now Markel Fultz. You have a lot of great talent out, out there this year, up and 
up-and-coming talent. And Dennis Smith Jr. It was kind of goes on. I mean, we have. He, I don't consider him a rookie because he's already played. But Ben Simmons, amazing six ten point guard, is gonna give guys headaches for years. Huh. How are you gonna be a six foot one, six foot? Point guard and try to guard a 6'10 guy. Like, it's just ridiculous, man. But, man, it's been great talking with y'all. Playoffs soon approaching. Happy Easter. Turn around. <laughs>